We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everyone? I'm in a fucking great mood. This is the best mood I've been in in weeks. Andy, Andy's salty because he doesn't know what winning looks like. I, I, I'm, I'm pulling the video. It's too much winning for Andy. God! We're recording this just to, to be clear to everyone. Recording this about 8.45 Thursday night. If the Warriors trade to get Smiley each number two at number 47, probably not going to talk about it on this pod. I think you guys would be okay with it. Uh, but bigger things have happened today. Bigger things have happened. The Warriors have traded for the point god, Andy Liu. How do you feel about that? Disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely Disgusting. We've spent so much time talking about Brad Beal rumors. We spent more time slandering Chris Paul. And you know what we get? Actually, you know what, Sam? You know what I get? Because you were, you know, you, you're okay with keeping Jordan Poole. You're okay with trading Jordan Poole. Like you were, you were straddling the line. I think you were genuinely okay with either one. I needed Jordan Poole out of here. And I said, they've got to choose between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. And I'm taking Draymond, 10 out of 10. And the Warriors said, you know what? We are going to choose one. <laughs> but we're also going to trade for one of the most hated players of the Warriors in the last decade, Chris Paul. So I'm not going to lie to you. If you told me the Warriors acquired Chris Paul to run the show and run a Chris Paul team and do general Chris Paul bullshit, I would say that's not for me. But here's how I look at it. Here's how I look at it. They acquired Chris Paul to be Andre Godala, be Sean Livingston, be the second unit captain. Perfect for him because as all Warrior fans know, he's not a starting quarterback, you know? This is a this is a special this is a third down back right here. They just got themselves the best Darren Sproles in the league, you know. Um, jokes aside, what was this Warriors team's biggest issue? Outside of the first five guys, you couldn't count on anyone. You didn't trust anyone coming in. You know, right. you had Steph Clay, Wiggins. Draymond Looney, you felt pretty comfortable. You know, some nights they'd be annoying, but you, you felt comfortable. You just wanted someone who could stabilize the second unit. I mean, okay. honestly, you probably wanted multiple second unit players, but you want someone who could stabilize the second unit. And who better than Chris Paul? In my opinion, this is the role he was meant for. 18 minutes per game, six points, three assists. <laughs> Fitz is going to talk about how good he is, you know. That sort of thing. I think it's perfect. I think he will make Moses Moody a better player. I think he will make Jonathan Kuminga a better player. If he's whatever, on the team. whatever. Well, as of right now, he is. 
<laughs> um, whatever veteran minimums they get, he's the type of guy who can maximize those guys. To me, he's what I wanted. I was hoping they'd get like Kyle Lowry in a buyout, maybe Tyus Jones. He's that caliber of player now, you know. I think it's a I think it's gonna work and bonus points for how much it pisses everyone else off. No, oh that's God. that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm all in on this construct in Rick Celebrini. I trust we're, we're the only guy in the organization who I think always bats above his pay grade is Celebrini. That's true. Keeping guys healthy. Uh, what he did with Otto Porter. Have you ever looked at Otto Porter's basketball? Yeah, yeah. Games? And you know the Otto Porter's not 10 30 games, years old. 15 yeah. games, 10 games, 12 games, 65 games. 10 games you know? So <laughs> that's where I'm at with it. Um, I'm leaning in. I am leaning all the way in. You're leaning you added all the IQ, way in. You added IQ to the bench. You added a guy who doesn't turn the ball over, which sure. like – I mean, who's the last guy I mean, that true. didn't turn the ball over? Oh, I mean, Andre and Sean. Okay. That's it. That, I'm I'm all in, and I, I think we should run with it because they traded Poole for an adult. He might, he might be a cop, but he's an adult. <laughs> all right, here's my pushback. Here's my pushback on all of that, right? So the Andre and Sean comparison makes sense, right? They're adults in the second unit. The difference is that Andre and Sean, great defenders. Chris Paul, 39 years old, not a great defender. He might not even be a good defender at this point in his career. A lot of um, hacking. A lot of, a lot of hacking, a lot of flopping, a lot of grifting. Um, the second point is you just traded Jordan Poole, who, as much as I am not a fan, probably had a fair amount of trade value out of all the guys that the Warriors had. Maybe not, but at least I would think that you can get more than more for him than a $30 million expiring contract. And that's what they got out of it. They got a $30 million. It, it felt like a salary dump move. And that's all they doesn't. Got so I guess the question is, doesn't the return tell you that they couldn't have got anything for him? Like the rest of the leagues looking at him going, you want what for a dude who shot 30% in the playoffs? Right. Owed a hundred and, $23 million, 140, whatever. What he's never hitting those incentives. Sorry, he's not making it all defensive. 123 million. You know, you're telling me. So I guess my question for you is do you think someone else could have got more? I rather I would have rather they got another guy on the Wizards. Than Dunkirk? Yeah, but I would I would have just taken another guy on the Wizards. That's interesting. So you're okay. I think that's a fair. All right, so like that, like that's my thing, right? Like you want to get, yeah, right, right, right. Like you want to get a five eleven point guard that's thirty nine years old that hasn't been healthy for all a postseason the last five years. All time assist to turnover ratio. Point God, like you want to get him versus <laughs> if you're talking about expiring contracts, Porzingis opting in for also a thirty million dollar deal for just one year. I'd rather have that guy. Right, I'd rather move pool for that guy that has a stretch big, but I guess that's what they ended up liking. Because me and you sat here and talked about the Warriors, they could have easily beat the offer that the Celtics got, that the Celtics put I mean, forward for really, Porzingis. Is there really a difference in the two offers? No, there really isn't. That's because the thing. they, like, it because felt they like accept, the Warriors they accepted, could have had either one. Right, they accepted pool for an expire pool and a pretty much. Mm-hmm. A protected 2030, a top 20 protected base. It's a push it pick. Yeah. If if they end up with the 25th pick that year, none of us are going to be mad that they gave it away. That means they had a top five record, right? You know, that's my point. Yeah. And Porzingis event got moved. Like, let's be okay. So they traded. I don't know that they topped the Marcus Smart trade, but they could have topped the, the Brogdon one. They could have topped the Brogdon one. And, and and to me, it feels like I'd rather have the guy that's seven two that can shoot threes, that can maybe protect the rim and rebound a little bit, and you build around that versus someone that what are you going to close with Steph, CP three, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond? Is that who you're closing with? Because yeah, I Clay, Clay's a stretch four now. Well, that's that's the problem because you talk about Sean Livingston and really you talk about Andre Godala, who you could close with. Andre was an elite wing defender. 
that rebounded and can make a three versus Chris Paul. Is he elite at anything at this point? Right? Like you're talking about Not 20 minutes. Ball over. It's true. It's true. It's true. But I'd rather have a wing guy or a big guy versus a guy that like, I don't even know if Chris Paul is going to close games next season. Like you could what? argue that me, he's more of an 82 game player at this point in his career than a 16 game player. Like I, I like the Warriors probably win more games in the regular season, but I don't know if he helps them that much when it comes down to winning time. You're not closing with him. At least All you right. shouldn't. Let me let me thought exercise for you. Who was Miami's closing lineup? It was and I okay, so they kind of shift game to game, but like for sure, Bam at center, Jimmy at the four. Kyle Lowry or Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, and like maybe Caleb Martin. So that I know it's six players. You're talking about a couple guards. Yeah, but they're they're shifting. There is not the same closing lineup game to game. True. But I'm I'm not saying that's huge, is my point. And the Denver Nuggets closing lineup is a little more static. Jokic, obviously. Aaron Gordon, obviously. Um Kind of shifted between Bruce Brown and Michael Porter sometimes. KCP, clear closing player, just solid, can count on him. And Jamal Murray. Um, when I look at those lineups, like they're not playing four guys over six, seven. It's kind of like two guards, two wings, and a big. Kind of the the direction the league's going, and they're all threats. I don't know that the Warriors can't close with Chris Paul. A good Chris Paul, and I don't know if a good Chris Paul exists, just to be clear. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Wiggins, and like a Draymond. I think I think it's possible. I, I, I'm, I might be out there on an island. I might be insane. But I don't think it's impossible. The comments agree with you. The comments agree with you. The comments are telling me to stop hating, which, you know, fuck it's, off. Draft night copium. Let's, let's yeah. go, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing copium because I, 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 don't, I don't buy it. Uh, I don't think it's a great move. Now, if you were to tell me, Sam, that the Warriors are going to use that expiring contract either this year or next year because they have a team option for next year. If you're telling me they're using that expiring contract to get someone, an actual superstar, I'm with you. I'm with you. But as far as we understand, uh, the Warriors are going to keep Chris Paul. He's not going anywhere. And I I just think... I don't, I don't understand why you get an even smaller point guard. I, I'm sure Chris, I'm sure Steph is on it. I'm sure Steph is down. But you better tell me that Kaminga is going to take a step. You better tell me Moody's going to take a step, and you better tell me that they're going to get some type of big man what? that's going to help with him. Because well, what do you, hmm? what do you think? Okay, so let, let, let's unpack this. What do you think, Steph? Because I think, let's be honest, everything revolves around Steph best player in franchise history. Like this isn't news to anyone. Um, And his voice matters in the organization. What do you think he wanted with Chris Paul? Like, what do you think he wanted after last season? Cause there's no way on earth this move was made without, um, without him giving the, uh, the seal of approval or the, you know, the, the, the kiss of uh, good luck or whatever. Right. That's not expression. Right. right. <laughs> I, I'm 100% sure that Steph loves this move, right? He was the one that was probably trying to convince Chris Paul to come over. And I think part of that is Chris Paul, like who did Chris Paul play with before Steve Kerr? What was the point guard that Chris Paul played with? Jared Jack, right? Like that was the guy that Steph played with. Jared Jack was on ball. That's Steph. That's a, that's a deep cut. That wow. is. But like, I, I didn't. As much, yeah, I didn't think that far that back. Because uh, like that, and and we, you know, Jared Jack was a mid-range uh, merchant, just like Chris Paul is. <laughs> and, and, you know, as much as we want to get angry about Steph being on-ball, off-ball, I think Steph is completely comfortable off-ball. And, and, and I'm just trying to think of what Steph is thinking about. Like, he's probably really happy with this. Because in his mind, he's saying, if you're going to be able to lead the second unit when I'm off the floor, and instead of it being minus 15, we can have it even, Steph is going to live with that. And, and if you can have Steph as another ball handler that can get Steph to ball off ball, he's pretty happy with that. Like, don't you agree that Steph's probably pretty happy with this? Pretty yeah. happy. 
I, I, I think about this Draymond quote that he said early in the season. He said, traditionally, we've had a second unit that slows it down and controls the game when like Steph and Clay and those guys are off the floor. And right now we're just trying to run all game. And that's what leads to these crazy, um, you know, 15 point swings. Um, and I don't know, you know, that could be some Draymond copium, but there's a little truth to it. Like no one is ever going to be able to run the way Steph and those guys can like just no unit can. It does make sense when Steph comes off the court. You just want dudes who don't screw it up. Like you want dudes who can give you a six minute shift of even basketball, as you just said, right? Like you just want dudes who are going to go in there and like, all right, it's it's 40 to 30 when I left. And when I when I come back in, it's 45-35, right? Like you didn't we didn't we didn't increase the lead, but we didn't screw up the lead either, right? Chris Paul is the perfect type of just like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to dribble the hell out of the ball. I'm going to set up a couple guys. We're not going to turn it over. There's not going to be a bunch of pick sixes. The Jordan Poole pick sixes killed me. You know, not going to be a bunch of that. (laughs) I know. Um, It's not going to be a bunch of that. It's going to be a lot of like, look, man, we're going to goon it up for four or five minutes and Steph's going to come back in here and play his game. But we're not going to lose the game. We're not going to lose the game when he's off the floor. It's fair th- to wonder. It's fair to wonder if he can still do that, but that's the idea. And I do think that if you are so two things. So if you're talking about winning now, Chris Paul is objectively better than Jordan Poole. Winning now. If you're talking about long-term flexibility, Chris Paul is also better than Jordan Poole cuz you can come yeah. off of you can come off of Chris Paul's contract. You now don't have to make the decision whether to keep Jordan Poole or Clay Thompson. It's pretty clear to me that the Warriors are going to re-sign Draymond Green, going to re-sign Clay Thompson for the next three years. And for the next three years, this one and the next two or three after that, that they're just going to try to win a championship with the guys that got them there, right? That's pretty clear to me that they're going to try to do that versus saying, well, maybe Wiseman could fit in. Maybe Jordan Poole is going to be the guy that leads this team. Like I think all that is out the window at this point. I think it's pretty clear that the Warriors are going to try to win one more in the next three to four seasons. And if you told me that, you can sell me on that. Like You can sell me on the Warriors going absolutely all in on that. But it's Chris Paul. And it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart that I have to root for him, Sam. It really <laughs> does. It really does. I have a confession. Oh, God. I switched my insurance to State Farm three weeks ago. That's so I'm now I'm now a, a State Farm client. So I am actually I'm, I'm actually contra- a State Farm client too. I'm by the contractually way, so. obligated to root for the point god. Um, I, I don't like, like here, here's my opinion. I I don't disagree with you. I I get everything, but I think it's a lot more fun to lean into this. Like let's be honest here. If the Warriors win a title next year, which I am proclaiming, cut the clip right now. They will win the title next year. I feel very confident in saying it. I think they're embarrassed. I think Steph's still the best player in the NBA. I love Jokic. Sorry, Steph's better. I think they're going to go a little more vet heavy. They brought in some vet help off the bench already. And when they do it's going to be a lot more fun to talk about how, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, like CP3, like, yeah, he could never beat the Warriors, but we got him a ring, you know, good for him. You know, that's going to be fun. And then on the flip side, if they decide to stink it up and suck again, obviously it's all his fault. He ruined everything. So this is a no-lose scenario for Warrior fans. That's where I'm at right now. I'm in. Someone in the chat going, Absolute incredible job by Sam Fitzgerald. <laughs> Paratosh, my guy. I'm, yeah, this, this is my pitch right now. I think this is the epitome of a no-lose situation for the Warriors. And I want to lean into it. I'm, I'm all in. I wish I was all in more before this. Oh, my. We <laughs> talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I will be all in. I mean, I'm going to be all in regardless. You know how, you know how I am. 
like I'll talk myself into it uh, uh, 72 hours from now. I would like to see what are the moves they make. Um, they didn't, they, we'll, we'll get to this, but they didn't trade number 19. They drafted some fucking guy. Um, they didn't trade Jonathan Kaminga, right? So, so he's some still, fucking guy. <laughs> so they, they still have, now they have another rookie. They still have Jonathan Kaminga on the team. So I, I don't know if they're going to make another move right between now and the free agency. Um, if you told me that they got OG Ananobi, cool. If you told me that they got Miles Turner, I'm all in. If you told me that they got Pascal Siakam, obviously I'm all in. I don't know how they do that. I'm sure that they've been talking about it. Um, but I, I'd like to understand who else that they have because uh, the team as currently constructed right now doesn't have enough wing guys. It doesn't have enough big men. It doesn't have enough shooting. Um but I'm sure that's what the rest of free agency is for, right? Obviously, this isn't the final set roster. So maybe they get a couple of vetmen guys. Maybe Stefan Chris Paul can get a couple of vetmen guys. So I'd like to see that before I'm all in, Sam. Before I'm all in, I would like to see that. If you told me that they trade a Kaminga for Miles Turner, then they get a couple uh, vetmen wing shooters. Yeah, I'm probably all in. <laughs> like, I'm probably all in. But as of right now, with what they have, not enough. I'm not. I'm not too worried. They need to add a couple of veterans, but I do also think this is Moody and Kuminga's time to shine. Hear me out on this one. Time hear me to out, shine hear, on another team. Here's hear me out on this one. Okay, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Looney, Chris Paul, Gary Payton the second. I've listed seven players who should be absolutely counted on. How many players does any team play in the rotation at the playoffs? It's about seven, seven, eight. Phoenix now you got, got Moses three. Moody. Phoenix got yeah. three. That's it. If he, honestly, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, Ishbia is going to for sure suit up. I mean, yeah, exactly. They need a vet who is over six, eight more than anything. And if they land that, I'll feel pretty good about Moody, Kuminga, and whatever, filling the gaps as the eighth, ninth, tenth guy. And feeling okay. Uh, but I, I don't think they need as much as you think. And I may be wrong. And I may be sitting here in six months being like, oh, I was fucking dumb as shit. And I was wrong. <laughs> but like, I think a little closer. I don't know. I just, at some point, you got to bank on Andrew Wiggins playing more than 35 fucking games. You got to bank on Steph Curry being Steph Curry. I mean, well, first off, at no point did Steph Curry not be Steph Curry. Yeah, but um, right. he was just hurt. You got to bank on Clay Thompson being a little better. You got to bank on GP2 not being injured when you acquire him. Like, I feel like this team feels closer to contending if Wiggins doesn't miss half the year and GP2 isn't injured. That alone gets you like 80% of the way on the wings. Maybe. And then, and then you're talking about a 50 win team where you're like, they got to tweak some things to get over the hump. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm overthinking it, but like I, I don't know, it doesn't feel. I, I, it feels like they're relying a lot on Moses Moody taking a step, and and John, sure. and really it's Jonathan Kaminga taking a step. And I have absolutely zero confidence that Jonathan Kaminga is going to take a step. So it's really a matter of what can you trade him for. And the draft night has passed, so I I, I thought tonight. I mean, I really how thought much, that the much? Warriors. Yeah, but but how much changes if Andrew Wiggins and and GP two are just there? Like like being honest, Wiggins missed five more wins, five to eight more wins, and rhythm in the playoffs. Like if if Wiggins is in rhythm, what's the Sacramento series? Five games? Yeah, probably. Yeah, six matches. If that's and if that's a five game series, do they do they roll into the Lakers a little more comfortable? Yeah, they lost. You know, like these one. are yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's. I, I'm not saying the margins thick and all that sort of stuff, but like your main guys didn't perform last year. Sorry, like you can make every excuse you want for them, but like they didn't. And 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 nobody you know, performed last year. No, ex- exactly. I, I'm just saying, like, it, there's not a plan for one of your top four paid players not showing up. You know, so. I mean, Steph played half the season, so I'm with you. 
I'm with you. Yeah, it's a little bit of everyone. And all right, we got we got a few more things to get to here. All right, awesome. I'm disgusted, confused, terrified. They salary dump pool for 39 year old. Draft another guard. Still like front court size shooting. Ah, right, it's, it's fair. Like my tone will change if they don't address this, the latter half of this. But like free agency doesn't start till the the first. So. Uh, I'm with awesome. I, I think I completely. <laughs> I, I think I'm. Co- I completely agree with them. Nothing that they're doing really makes sense. But I'm willing to see what happens in the next two weeks because it doesn't feel like that they're done making some moves. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Kaminga's not on this team uh, in a week and a half. Hell, maybe it wouldn't surprise me if Draymond wasn't on this team in a week and a half. Though maybe that's a little surprising. But it does feel like. Mm, they're not going to roll into the season with this squad. It, 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 really doubtful. I hope, I hope uh, not. They only got they only got like ten guys under contract. Outside of the vetmins, yeah. <laughs> outside of the vetmins, I'm sure they'll get some vetmins. Now it does feel like if you're going to get Chris Paul to go with Steph, Draymond, and Clay, that you're going to get some vetmins that are probably worth it. By the way, can we pull up that video, Chris Paul. This this cracked me up. I saw you share it on on Twitter. I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, my God. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, let's do it. I got Chris, what is your reaction to being traded to Golden State today? Um, I'm excited. <laughs> I got that question. I don't know how many times already, so I'm, I'm really excited. You uh, spoke with Steph, it sounds like, already. And <laughs> it, was, it was good. Yeah. What do you think your uh, role will be on that team? Uh, to help us win games. <laughs> He's fucking miserable. Do you think he just fucking held a pillow and started yelling as loud as he could? <laughs> he, he literally walked up to the highest mountain he could find. He lo- it looked like he was in a countryside there. He walked up in the highest mountain he could find. He looked down at the ocean and he just he just let it out for like five minutes. He just said he just screamed for like five minutes. There's Why? no way that man is Why? <laughs> Like, honestly, he probably had a little Kendall Roy vibe. You know what I'm saying? Just looking off into the ocean. And he just said, they're like, <laughs> I'm North Carolina's number one son. <laughs> There's no way Chris Paul's happy. There's no way. Though, you know, it surprises me a little bit because it feels like the Warriors have been keyed on this trade for almost two weeks now. And it it like I'm sure Steph and Chris have been talking for the last two weeks, so I like I'm sure CP3 had to know would have known this trade was coming. Like it's not a surprise, but I'm sure he's still not happy. Like the guy that he thought he was going to win a championship, and Steph essentially leapfrogs him and beats him every step of the way, and now all of a sudden Chris Paul is going to come off the bench for him. I'm sure he's not happy about it. Yeah, it's hard to imagine he's at the. I mean, do you think he's at the acceptance stage? Because, like, let's be honest, he's 38. He he's 39 or 38. Yeah, he has to be. He will. He'll be 39 next season. I don't know. I, I would assume so, but like, it, it does. You know, you look at the face, and it's just like, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. It's rough. Uh, Got another one from a guy, Sebastian. More important thing is Steph happy with the move, and we know he is because he because it doesn't um, happen if Steph wasn't all for it. Only thing that matters, the rest is silence. That's fair. Got to ride with thirty. Got to ride with thirty. He, I mean, you got to think Steph is ecstatic. I think Steph is ecstatic. I think Steph is super happy. I think so too. I, I I get the I get the vision. I get the vision. I like it, it's fair to wonder if they'll execute the vision, but I get it. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. I just got some pairs and let me tell you, little skeptical, 
tried them on a hundred times better than I could have ever imagined. Just the like, I will be wearing nothing else all summer. Unbelievable. Sam is Fendiari, Bird Dogs. So where can you get it? Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Can we talk about Jordan Poole for a second? Okay, well, yeah, let's, 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 do, let's, let's do Jordan Poole. Eugene, Eugene goes, CP3 going to win his first ring in a midseason turn. <laughs> oh, mid- I, I, I don't want to touch that one. Yeah, let's talk Jordan Poole real quick. Um, This was the biggest winner, I think, in this trade Um, right off the bat is Jordan Poole. I think Jordan Poole, you know, he got his contract. Then he got knocked out. Then he got kind of maybe unfairly talked about, you know, by people like me. I'm not going to act like it wasn't me all season long. And then he is put in trade rumors because of Draymond Green. And you can argue some of that was unfairly as well, because it's not like Draymond is this amazing star now. But Draymond, you're always going to pick Draymond over Jordan Poole if you're Steph, if you're the Warriors. And I do think he wins in this trade because, one, he gets his money. There's less stress, and he does get to play on a team that, you know, there's really no expectations. So I am actually pretty happy for Jordan Poole. He doesn't have to come off the bench either. I'm pretty happy about him. I like for him. I'm pretty happy for him. I'm also pretty happy because I don't have to fucking watch him anymore. So let's be be honest. Um, But I'm happy he gets to play somewhere else because I think he does deserve to at least start and play 35 minutes a night. Right? He's just, he's so young. Right? So... I'm also for happy him. for I'm also happy for a guy, Andrew Sharp. Uh the biggest <laughs> Wizards fan I know. I know he's miserable right now. And I just want to say he deserves it. I think he's gonna I, th- I think Good every luck. Jordan, every Jordan pull extra hesitation move that leads to a dribble off his foot. You had it coming. <laughs> That's what Sharp gets for doubting the Warriors the last five seasons, by the way. That's what he gets. That's Enjoy. That is, that is, yeah, I, that is exactly what you get, buddy. All right. Um, the Warriors made a draft pick tonight. You know, I was kind of not looking forward to talking about the draft because I'm a draft guy. You know me to my core as well as anyone. I dork out on this stuff. I, I can't help it. It's, it's in my DNA. I just like it. Sorry. Uh, and I know the fan base is mostly like enough. Like, I need to see a direction. So I wasn't looking forward to people being up my ass about wanting to talk about a fucking 20-year-old I think has upside, you know? Okay. Thank you, Chris Paul, for saving me a little bit there. Uh, but the Warriors take Brandon Posmensky, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with this. I don't watch a ton of college basketball, but among the college basketball players I watched, he was on the short list because WCC in Santa Clara plays at late hours. And like, it's just crap. That's on the TV in the background for me all year. And that dude can play. That dude is, let me put it this way. He's what warrior fans were hoping Dante DiVincenzo would be when I watched him in college. Now, will it translate to the NBA? We will see, but what I'm talking about, a wing who's plays bigger than his size. He's six five, six six. He can legit rebound. He's like a he averaged what nine rebounds a game in college. He's not gonna average 10, 9 rebounds in the NBA, but he's he's one of those guys who just like loose ball, scrappy, high IQ, and then he has touch. He can hit shots from everywhere on the floor. He just screams NBA player to me. You can say not high enough upside to make an impact and they should have gone a little better. But to me, I see a player who's different than their past like draft picks where I'm like, no, this guy's got NBA IQ and he's got touch and a little, and some feel. I think he's going to be fine. And honestly at 19, I'm fine with that as a pick. I like it. I like it's the night. Yeah. It's the 19th pick. He's probably not going to play much this season. Right. So it's not someone that you're going to, it's not someone that I think the Warriors are expecting to, play 20 minutes i mean maybe if Hawkes 
was was at eight, 19, but he went at 18. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a take outside of like, I just watched some videos of him, some highlight tapes, and he looks slow. He's 6'5", and he doesn't have a long wingspan, so he probably can't play much defense. He's making step-back threes in college, which, I don't know, are you going to make step-back threes in an NBA against longer you- guys? You're, you're I, again, gonna, again, I don't know. Get the, you're not going to get the opportunity to take a step back. Like you, you think Steve Kerr is going to let a guy do a five dribble hezy move into a step back with right. Steph and Clay on the floor? Like, come on, man. right? Mumba, maybe he's a great spot up shooter. People are saying he's a great spot up shooter, forty four percent from three. So maybe he's he's good enough to to stay on the floor. But is he just Luke Kennard? Right? It, it sounds like he just Luke Kennard. He just doesn't play much defense. Can't really create. Can't really get by anyone. But goddamn, if you leave him open, he's making a three. Um, you know, whatever. That's that's fine with me. It's I don't. I don't not, think I have. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not an awful comp for Kennard. I would be disappointed if he ends up there. But like, that's not unrealistic. That like, all right, man. It's you're not the pick. you're not the first guy who's scrappy to the ball and like. Nine rebounds in the WCC leads to, you know, just being average in them. I mean, still going to rebound better than Kaminga. But but you talked about, I mean, shit, man. I mean, you you talked about him having high basketball IQ. So, I mean, like, that's the number one thing, right? Because I'd rather have a guy with high basketball IQ than just raw athleticism, but he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing on the court, which is what the Warriors have drafted the last couple of years, and those haven't worked out. Um, So when you talk, yeah. What would you have liked them to do at 19? I don't know. Like, I'd rather I, – I would have enjo- – actually, I know exactly what I would like them to do. I would have wanted them to trade 19 and Kaminga for someone. Um, and okay. maybe the trade wasn't there. Maybe the trade wasn't there. Maybe Dunleavy got on the phone and said, Kaminga, 19, and a pick for OG. And Masai's like, no, I need four more picks, right? And so maybe that trade wasn't there. And I'm sure he called in <laughs> – That's 100% what Masai said, by the way. <laughs> And, you know, maybe he called Indiana and Indiana's kind of like, you know, uh, we kind of like this guy that they ended up drafting. I don't even know who they did, but, you know, maybe we want that guy that we wanted and and forget it. We're going to keep Miles Turner and we're going to try to win games. So maybe they tried to move those guys and it just didn't work out. But I would have liked them to package Kaminga in 19 and, and get a veteran that can be you know, a, a closing lineup guy or a sixth guy or seventh guy or something like that. Here's my, um, here's my counter to that. Um, not that I'm opposed to it. You acquire CP three to go with the vets you already have. You don't necessarily need to trade Kuminga for another veteran. You can stay a little younger and bank on your development. I think my biggest issue with the Warriors development last year was they created an environment where it was unrealistic for guys to develop. And I'm not saying CP3 solves everything, but like let, let's just it would be easier for Jonathan Kuminga to play in a lineup with Clay Thompson, CP3, and another like quasi veteran than it is throwing him out there in a lineup with like four other kids, right? That's kind of the thing where I'm I'm wondering if that's the way you go, where it threads the needle of hitting both your goals, which is like, you know, not just trading a bunch of picks for kit or sorry, a bunch of picks for vets and then being dead, but also, you know, not going too young. I think you're right. I mean, maybe you bet on elite too for those guys. And CP3 does make life easier because Jordan Poole, you know, as talented as he is, doesn't make life easier for those guys because he's looking for his own shot. He's still trying to win. He's just trying to figure out the NBA game. Chris Paul knows the NBA game better than probably any player in the NBA. Like it's it's probably him, Steph, LeBron. Like like those guys are probably like the only like the guys that know the NBA game inside and out. So I think you're right. Maybe they make the bet that CP3 is going to bring out better play for people like Kaminga and Moody and maybe Baldwin. But I would like another veteran. I would like another, not like vetman veteran. I would like another veteran that can play closing minutes. I would like a guy that maybe is even a reporter. Like even yeah. better. Like even better. Because I feel like the Kaminga 19 had value, had good value. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's not done yet. Free agency hasn't started. Like you said, it starts on what no. first? 
So yeah. we're, we're, we're and, and then next it. week's gonna be just rumors. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking about some weird rumor in three days, just as we always do. So yeah. you know, there's okay. a lot of time. I'm looking at guys who went after pods. Uh, and, and I'm just gonna be honest with everyone. I, like I'm very high on him. I think he's gonna be a play. He's not a point guard. I, I don't buy he's a point guard. Who's your but, comp for him, Ben? Who's your comp? It's what you pretended Dante DiVincenzo would be. I but think he's taller he's, than Dante. He's taller and longer tall. than Dante. And he's got a little in between game, and he can shoot the ball. I mean. Honestly, I think a lot of that will disappear against the pros. Like, I, I just don't know how much the in-between game will translate in the pros. Like, right. you got to be special to hit, like, eight-foot floaters in NBA traffic, right? Like, that's... I mean, if, just if he figures that out, then he's, like, a crafty... He's a star. Like, he's a star. I mean, even yeah. Austin Reeves, right? Like, then he's Austin yeah. Reeves. And I, you, 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 I need a white-on-white comparison. But, like, Austin Reeves got... I was, the, yeah, I'm not, not going to lie. I'm trying to think of guys who are not white just to not go with another white guy right, comparison. I know. But, <laughs> I know. Me too. Me too. Um, but, I mean, he has braids. Like, he has braids. He's a white guy with braids. I feel like that's. I feel like that bodes well. I feel like that the bridge. Well. The bridge were a period of time. He doesn't have bridge right now. <laughs> um, I, I, but I'm looking at the picks they passed on, which is like what we should say. So pass on Chris Murray. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge. I don't know. I tried to talk about. I, I don't. I just. It's part of me feels like he's getting hyped up more because of his twin. Um, which is fair. Cam Whitmore. What do you think about Cam Whitmore? He fell. He got drafted right mm-hmm. after. Uh, yeah, he's if you don't like Kuminga, like that's a lot worse, you know. Okay. Um, I mean he's Sold tools. Me James Najee, Colby Jones, Maxwell Lewis. Um, I don't know what any of these guys are. Oh, none, none of these guys are like. Super Who's the smartest excited. one? Who's the smartest one out of all of them? It's Pods. It's Pods. Okay. Um, Ben okay. Shepard at twenty might be the second smartest shooter small school like quintessential understands all the details because he wasn't a you know freak athlete his whole life right, right. noah Clowney at 24 is interesting but he's interesting in the sense of i wouldn't be surprised if in two years everyone's like why didn't we take him higher not that he's going to actually help you anytime soon you know who do you think so. made the pick dunleavy or, or kirk or who do you think was like advocating for the pick this feels like a con- I don't know. It feels like a consensus pick. Feels like a Dunleavy what? pick. Feels like a Kirk pick. That like the guys. The guy's overwhelming characteristic is feel. Like he, it, it's touch and feel. You, you know what I'm saying? He like has, you're saying he has both. Yeah, exactly. Like here's the thing. They ran the combine scrimmage, and he was the best player in the combine scrimmage. Who's he had Who a trip combine scrimmage. Everyone except for the top 10. He he got every loose ball. He basically, so you could say he basically outplayed everyone, or you could say he just plays harder than everyone. And I think that's the thing most scouts come away from. It's like that dude went in there with the mentality, I want to prove I can show up dudes who you have in the lottery, right? Okay. Okay. Or or on the flip side, you could say, yeah, but if those dudes turn it on, he can't compete with them. Yeah, but you if those, those dudes didn't turn on a combine scrimmage, I don't like him either. So, okay, you've sold me on it. You've but sold you, me on it. You get the mentality. Yeah, you know I understand. I, I, yeah. I kind of like him. I kind of like him. I think this might be my guy. He, he gonna, he gonna, he's going to not hit a shot for the first month of the season. He'll be like, don't leave you, motherfucker. Get out of here. No. <laughs> Um, he he seems like a Moses Moody type from what you're talking about. He seems like a right guy, right place, can hit a shot. Maybe he can't get get by guys consistently, so he's probably not going to be a superstar. You're not drafting him for his first step. I'll put it that way. You're not not taking him because he's going to, like, blow by dudes. Yeah, but in today's NBA, if you're shifty enough, you can get foul calls. I mean, we just watched Austin. We just watched Austin Reeves do what he did against the Warriors. and So I... Okay. That does. I mean, those are those are. I hate comparing them to just Dante and Austin Reeves, but it's not like unfair for like those are things that are realistic for him to to, to work on. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. 
Last month, Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Lightyears, L-Y-G-H-T-Y-E-R-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You all get to voicemails because we got yeah. a bunch of... These are mostly Chris Ball calls, but I want to get to them. Tim, let's do it. Let's run it. Bro, so I just got out of work. I just got out of work after a long fucking day. I checked my phone. And we literally get fucking Satan on our team, the, 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 the point guard Satan, bro. The only positive to this trade is that now Bron and Bronny are not the first father-son pairing to play on an NBA team together. Um, I really like the fit. I mean, you guys have already talked about a lot of the stuff as far as fit and, like, what he can do with a backup point guard, um, how that will help the young guys. Honestly, from a basketball standpoint, I like it. But the fact that it's Chris fucking Paul really hurts, man. <laughs> fucking satan <laughs> fucking satan himself dude i i thought tim was gonna lead off with a nicer call and tim's like nah i'm, I'm throwing i'm throwing 100 down the middle off the <laughs> you know uh, it feels like a lot of warriors fans are saying the same thing though it, it's number one i hate this guy and then number two <coughs> kind of a good fit kind of a good fit it feels like that's what we're getting with Chris Paul. Let's keep moving. Hey guys, it's uh, it's Nate. Um, the only way I see this making any sense with Chris Paul is if this is like a D'Angelo Russell situation where his non-guaranteed thirty million dollar contract is something shopped at the trade deadline for uh, some something that fit the needs of this roster more you know he's 5'10 and 38 years old I can't imagine this being a fitting move kind of like how D'Angelo Russell was obviously a poor fitting move but was ultimately a, a trade bait piece um, and maybe he's paired with Kaminga or Moody or, or a pick in, in that deadline move or the Warriors plan on keeping him hoping for the best all right, I guess we can talk about this. Do you think they just acquired CP3 for trade bait? Well, I was hoping they would, but it doesn't sound like <laughs> they are. Doesn't sound like they are, right? Yeah, I just I, I just can't see Steph being into that overall. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out. But I appreciate the, appreciate the call, Nate. I think this pool trade is one of a few times in my life. Where I've been more than speechless. I stared at my phone for about five minutes in just pure shock and sadness. Do you know? Do you know how much I hated on Chris Paul? Like I, I legit when I saw that it was Chris Paul, I legit considered becoming a Wizards fan because that's how much I hate this dude. So help me. Help me recover. Help me see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was so happy and excited to be able to to celebrate Chris Paul eventually retiring without a ring. And here we are. Here we are. It's like I feel like I'm being forced fed Brussels sprouts before I get ice cream. I hate Brussels That's sprouts. That's where I'm at. I'm Anyways. You. I like her. I'll be crying before, during, and after the draft tonight. Y'all have a good one. 
I'm pro Brussels sprouts. No, oh, of course you fucking are. After I had the <laughs> three stands tonight, of course you are. <laughs> oh, underrated, <sighs> underrated vegetable. I want you to pull a picture up right now, Sam, before we get to the next call. Pull this up for me. Of Brussels sprouts? No, of this this tweet that I just text or that I just sent you. <laughs> I, I need you, I need you to pull this up. I got, I got I got you. By the way, top five vegetables. Where top? Give me top five vegetables. So I hate vegetables, but I love broccoli. Um, I love cabbage. I love. These are both love superior to, to, bro- to, to Brussels sprouts. By the way. Yeah. So really, it's really those two. Literally, Risa was telling me yesterday, like, you hate every fucking vegetable. She was like, you hate eggplant, you hate celery, you hate this, and I'm like, babe, I, I just, I, I just, I just like broccoli and lettuce and cabbage. Like that's it. I don't like anything yeah. else. Here's here's where I'm at on it. I I don't do vegetables as the main star of an entree because mm, we're men. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. You you have a piece of meat that's surrounded by some celery, sure. 100%. Some, some cabbage. It, it adds to it. It's it's part of the accoutrement. It's delicious. Get it in there, right? We're 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 all about it. But like, don't give me a seasoned piece of eggplant. You know, like like. Oh, look at this mushroom. It's delicious. Oh. No, no, it's stop. Please. It's this, this is mushroom salad. Oh. <laughs> it's 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 a non-winner. It's a non-winner. I'm gonna smile through it and then I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna get a burger later. Smile through <laughs> it like I am with Chris Paul on my team, is what I'm doing. That's really, that's really what it is. Chris, Chris, Paul, Chris Paul is the eggplant eggplant salad of of, of, of star acquisitions. Oh. It's true. By the way, look at look at this. Look at it. Look, look how happy Steph is. Look at that. This is this is the ultimate confidence. This is this is a man who knows he's won. He knows Chris Paul can hit, can go for 20 in the fourth to win the championship, and people are gonna be like, Steph got five. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. He can't you, do anything. <laughs> you got to admit, Steph is like the happiest guy right now. You, you got to admit, he's the happiest guy. Bro, he he just think about the upgrade he made. He just went from he just went from Jordan Poole who's throwing a half million dollars in ice spice to a dude who can actually sit and have an adult conversation. Like, 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 I don't think we spent enough time talking about this. He, him, and Chris Paul are going to discuss their four hundred one ks over golf. Like, that's that's what's happening right now. Whereas, like, can you imagine him talking investment advice with Jordan Poole? <laughs> I mean, <you're... laughs> oh, the Warriors, the fucking Warriors, man. Uh, right. Ice Spice, I don't get it. Also, by the way, I don't get it. And maybe I'm old. I'm in my thirties now, so I don't get it. I don't get it. I need, throw, I need to throw up the Mourinho. If I speak, I'll get in trouble. Yeah. All right. What's next? Who's next, Tim? <laughs> well, we were begging Michael, uh, Mike Dunleavy to make a move. The monkey's paw curls sadistically. But uh, no, I think now <laughs> we've gotten through the emotions part of it. You know, I do. I see the vision here. Um, I think if it works, it's going to lead to another championship. And if it doesn't work, then Chris Paul is going to be very dealable um, next year, next season. Um, I think, you know, if he stays healthy, which is the big if, but, you know, Rick Calabrini, can he do it? Um, if he stays healthy and he's coming off the bench, like, that's that's going to be really good for the second unit. I think that's going to really help Moody and Kuminga. Um, and, uh, yeah, and if he shows that in, like, the beginning of the season, then maybe he's tradable at the deadline. Um, and if it works out, then, you know, then it's another ring and another ringless loser will have ridden Steph's coattails to get there. So that's pretty cool. Um, obviously they, you know, we hope that, the the team does more. They still, you know, they're still incredibly small. So hopefully they get some bigs. Um, and you know, hopefully, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. That just sucks that we have to root for Chris Ball now. Fucking kill me. <laughs> are we gonna get it are we gonna get a chris paul call that doesn't end with kill me fucking kill me oh that's <laughs> so good that's so good <laughs> tim i need you to cut that just 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 kill me oh man 
Let's go, bro. Oh, my God. What the fuck? First <laughs> off, we traded Jordan Poole in a salary dump for Chris fucking Paul. And then we turned around five hours later. We drafted White Jordan Poole. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Mike Dunleavy is cooked. Um, this is this is all cooked. I, I appreciate. You know what? I have a quote for you. Mike Dunleavy says, in in context of uh, when he uh, when he played for the Warriors, he said, you know, in retrospect, I probably should have been more aggressive as a scorer. Mike Dunleavy, the GM, coming in with aggression. By the way, show that picture of uh, Podzimski that I just sent you. This is unbelievable. Pods. By the way, the Warriors already have a lot of podcasts. They're like, who can we draft who's a pod? Right? You know? <laughs> Look at this guy, dude. This is my guy. This is my guy. Look right at here. this guy. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm in. How do you feel about Trace Jackson Davis? That's my like guy, too. I like him. Um, Why? I don't know. There's people texting me that the Warriors are going to get him. I don't know. Anyway, is we he, can skip over this part. Oh, is my is my guy Trace? Is my guy Trace on the map right now? No, uh, yeah, I not reported, not reported, not reported, not reported. So we'll see, we'll see. All right, what's next? Trace, Tra- I had I had our guy Ant right on the pod, and he said mm. that's the guy the Warriors should draft. Here's my Trace Jackson Davis scouting report. Mm. He's who we were hoping Jordan Bell would become. Big, an athlete who can switch 6'9", finish everything inside, and a good passer. I'm yeah, not. Now, I'm not really saying he's going to. I'm not saying he's developing, but like he's, you know, you know, in in college, just throwing down dunks and dropping dimes. Okay, I'm into that. Okay, it's it's okay. much better than the opposite of you know missing dunks and not passing the ball, aka James Wiseman, and not catching the ball. And not playing any defense ever. Tools though, toolsy, toolsy. What? What tools? All right, let's keep it moving. I think we got one more. Timothy, boys, what's up? It's a beautiful day in SoCal right now, but my day, my day might have gotten a little worse with the CP3 news. Um, like I, I know it, it's a good decision. It's a good trade. And it's a good scheme fit, and Chris Paul is still a decent player. But I, I hate Chris Paul. We all hate <laughs> Chris Paul. I think he's like my second least favorite player, only to Kyrie, and that's because I he hates my people. But other than that, like I, I know it's just it's going to be hard to root for Chris Paul. And then we drafted this like culture appropriating white guy with dreads. So that's a little weird. But I like I don't watch college hoops, so I don't know if he's gonna be good or not. I know we all wanted to trade the pick, or I wanted that. You guys wanted that, but I you listen. Oh, just I think just me. You don't have to give me any credit for that. That Draymond's for sure coming back. Other than that, I don't have any hot takes. Much love. I trust thirty. I think we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Hey, do you have any takes on Draymond? Um, no, I'm here uh, hearing a lot of Dallas stuff. I think he is. I think the Draymond thing is actually very straightforward. The Warriors have offered him a contract that's probably less than he currently makes. They're saying, hey, hey, you know, 60 ish for three years, 20 ish a year. And he wants more than that. And they're like, Okay, prove to us you have a market. And so he's out there trying to make it happen. And Rich Paul is very good at his job. And he's trying to make that happen. I'm I'm not concerned they're going to lose him yet. I I, I feel very... This this feels like standard leverage play. You know what I'm saying? It just feels like a lot of... uh, Feels like a lot of... All right, dude, you want want 30? Prove to us you can get 30 out of the market. Should we call a night? I think we're done. I think we're done. We'll be back. We'll be back. We appreciate all you. We love all you. Have a great evening, guys.